Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. In this episode, we will have two stories, one from Anne Troy and the other from her husband, Chris Troy. At Adventist Frontier Missions, one of the challenges the missionaries face is the language barrier. It can be scary and frustrating not knowing what the locals are saying, like in the case of Anne Troy. Going to the market was quite nerve-wracking for her at first, but nevertheless she persisted and conquered that fear of going to the local street market. Let's listen to her story of her market experience and the challenge she faced with one of the locals trying to communicate with her. Here is her story. My name is Anne Troy and together with my family I work as a missionary in the country of Georgia. Today's story, titled Shotis Puri, will give you a glimpse into one of the biggest challenges that missionaries face in the field and that is the language barrier. There's no equal to the seasonal summer chaos in our neighborhood. I should have known that. I scolded myself, wondering why I had chosen that specific way home. While I pushed a stroller with one hand, pulled a scooter with the other, and had tied onto a sizable backpack. The street market near our home is exactly what it sounds like. A market on a street. A small, crowded street, in fact. Every car passing by had me climb the high sidewalk with all of our wheels, carrying their precious cargo, the kids. Every obstacle, like a bucket full of flowers or a stand of lemons, had me step back down on the busy road. My kids like to call that the up and down trip. I'll make this worth it, I thought. We'll stop for a loaf of warm shotis puri. That mouth-watering, boat-shaped, heavenly-smelling Georgian bread was worth everything. The loud people stepping on your toes, the always frowning lady selling it, the dubious hygiene of the fingers touching it, the narrow stairs to the basement where it was being baked, and of course, the up and down trip. I managed to get the kids up on the sidewalk again and I started rummaging through my purse for some change. One lorry, one lorry and twenty, one lorry and... Oh no! I jumped in the most ungracious way, just in the time to catch Emily and her stroller that had suddenly started to roll backwards. That would have been a very bad fall, head right under the concrete. I sighed relieved, my heart pounding, and I gave her a reassuring kiss on the head. That's when I noticed two more sets of hands had jumped in to secure the stroller. One of them belonged to a stranger, and the other one to the grumpy bread lady. She shook her head and then opened the palm of her hand waiting for my coins. I'll go down and get your bread. You stay here. How many? One, I almost whispered. 
she seemed intimidating and for some reason a little disapproving of my childcare skills. She came back with my bread and some change. I thanked her, then we slowly walked away. Not a minute later, I heard a loud voice yelling back. Hey, shot this putty. Although I never respond to the name of a Georgian bread, I felt like I had to turn my head. The bread lady was following me, talking loudly and a little too fast. I quickly did an inventory. Child one on his scooter. Child two in her stroller. Backpack present, bread in hand, purse on my shoulder. Should be good. Is there a problem? I asked. No, 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 no problem, she smiled. She actually smiled. Do you speak Georgian? Yes, a little. Now, encouraged by that, she vocally articulated a whole sentence. But what I heard was, you gibberish money? Hmm, maybe I gave her Romanian coins. I reached to my purse and took out one lari. No, 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 she gestured. You, totally not understandable word, money? I shook my head. Frustrated that I couldn't understand the one word that was essential to the conversation. She then proceeded to ask the man selling herbs to explain it to me because I was a foreigner that didn't understand anything. I understand everything, I replied in my head. Everything, except for that word you keep repeating. Two minutes, a loud commotion, and a Google translation later, I finally put it together. Have you lost some money? Oh, I took a quick look in my purse, then sighed. Yes, it looks like 25 lari. That's when the braid lady was completely satisfied. With a large smile, she opened the palm of her hand again, this time to reveal exactly 25 lari. That would have been about 20 shotis puri. In all the madness before, I hadn't noticed the money flying out of my purse. I thanked her from the bottom of my heart. We all dragged our tired feet home while I contemplated how one year ago this time I was having a panic attack just at the thought of going to the market. Now I was waltzing it with two kids and half of our possessions in tow, speaking a clumsy Georgian and enjoying some delicious overtouch bread. We call this crowded place home. People around us treat us like their own. We made many friends in the neighborhood. We know our way around and slowly got used to the chaos. Some days we even miss the chaos. Now as we are taking a short follow break to recharge our batteries, we are most thankful to you, our friends and supporters, for making this progress possible. We plan to continue our journey to people's hearts the same way they've made their way to ours. We want them to get to know the bread of life, the one that can offer so much more than the famous Shotis Puri. As we've often experienced, the up and down trip is definitely worth it. If you want to support our project or other projects like this, please go to fmonline.org and select missionaries. Thank you. 
We will now listen to Chris's market experience. Things can be quite wild and a lot happening at once. It's almost like a sensory overload. After a visit from such a market, you tend to really enjoy the peace and quiet of your home. Strange things can happen at such a busy place. Chris will tell us about one event that happened while he and his friends were walking through the street market and how his friend's life were changed after that one strange occurrence. Here is his story. Hi, I'm Chris Troy, working with Adventist Frontier Missions in the Republic of Georgia. Today, I'd like to give you a tour in the street market. And the story is called Accidentally Baptized. Today we are going to take an imaginary trip to the market together. I am very excited to present you a glimpse of a real life here in Georgia. So please come along. As we walk down the narrow street, following the smell of fresh baked bread, all our senses are overstimulated. Our eyes are drawn to the vendors colorful merchandise and to the beautiful produce stocked on wooden carts. A lady loudly advertises her flowers while two others merchants stare at our obviously foreign attire and our odd baby carrier. The ladies selling tablecloths and uh, headscarves marvel vociferously at my son's blue eyes. And the lady selling ice cream leans in to give the baby a kiss while sidestepping a dirty puddle, we are startled by a loud car horn behind us. Drops of water land on our heads. Is it raining? We look up to discover that the drips are coming from the laundry hangout to dry over the street. The sharp smell of cigarettes fades just enough to allow our noses to breathe in the sweet fragrance of honeydew melon being sold from the trunk of a car. A stray dog is watching us and wagging its tail, hoping for a handout. Across the street, an old lady with a hoarse voice is singing and playing a repetitive song on an ancient ukulele. We stop to drop a few tetri in her box and catch a look of gratitude on her face. Right there, in the middle of the sensory overload of a noisy crowded market, we don't even notice Georgi, a young Georgian man blending in with the other shoppers. We do however notice the old man in a long black robe dipping a bunch of dried herbs in a small container. In a flash, he shakes the wet herbs over the crowd. A few drops land on our faces, hands and clothes. He is a priest, and we've just been baptized with holy water. We look at each other with bemused expressions and shrug. We return home with our bags full of tasty produce and chat about our funny, interesting day at the market as we start preparing a delicious dinner. However, Across town, 
A young man is having a terrible day. Remember Georgi? His life was upended the moment he was sprinkled with holy water by the priest in the market. Immediately after realizing what happened, he hurried home to find his father. With tears in his eyes, he confessed, Dad, I've just been baptized. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I'm a Christian now. Until today, Georgi has been a Muslim. If he is lucky, his imam might be able to do a ritual to reverse his baptism. If not, his fate has decided. He will live the rest of his life as a Christian, having no clue about what that means. And the sad thing is that those who do not have a clue are very few. Just imagine that. Although you live in a modern life, Christian country in the 21st century, religion is still a sign at birth. You don't have a say in this. You then choose your faith, your faith chooses you. Christianity is an identity that many claim with pride, but it is not a way of life. The Bible Georgian is one of the earliest translations, definitely a source of national pride, but not a source of life for the soul. Different religions take turns claiming you, while no one seems to be interested in your choice. There are so many people like Georgi around us, we are praying that God will lead us to them and that we'll have enough wisdom to show them the freedom. Freedom to believe, freedom to choose, freedom from sin and freedom from superstition. Will you pray that these precious people will find out their worth in God's eyes? In Jeremiah 29.11, Jesus says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Please pray for the missionaries as they continue to share what it truly means to be a Christian to the people in their community where they serve. Thank you for listening. Join us again next time for more stories from the missionaries on Frontier Missions Journal.